Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Delilah hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth. In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. goosebumps. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz. And how y'all doing? How's the summer going? Are you all still inside sweating? Because we are at the end of July and summer is flying by. I mean, I have only been out to a restaurant, I think now, two and a half times. Because the halftime was... I had wine with somebody that was in my quarantine bubble. I mean, I don't, I don't know what this is going to look like for this new normal, y'all, because it's not comfortable. It's just not comfortable being out because there's those people out there that are like policing you, but you're like, you're like following the rules, but we don't know what the rules are. So like I have put myself back in the house and I am so excited today because I have one. You're not ready, folks. You are not ready. I have one. Jason Goldstein with me on the pod today. Say hey, Jason. Hi, everybody. It's good to see you or to hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, please, I am sure they have seen and heard you because you are (laughs) all over the place, girl. Girl. Can I can I call you girl? Oh, yeah, please. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, folks, in your mouth, listeners, it, it has been like celebrity month and a half up in here, and I couldn't be more excited. Let me just tell you a little bit about Jason, just in case. Hailing from Marlboro, New Jersey, Jason Goldstein is not only, and get this, a former Next Food Network star contestant slash finalist, but is also a food blogger, personality, and a recipe developer. You also may have seen Jason on many a morning show, like, um, have you heard something called uh, Good Morning America or Fox's Good Day New York? Or um, how about like most of them? At the- okay, <laughs> can you be my alarm? Every morning to wake me up just to what you just said. That was fabulous. 
<laughs> Listen, I'll send you the I'll send you the sound bite and you can make it a ringtone. <laughs> you and Pam Goldstein, my mother. Uh, <laughs> both, both just made me feel so good right now. Well, listen, I mean, uh, we are here to celebrate you and lift you up, but you're doing, you're doing it. You are doing the thing. You are getting it done and you are all over the place in the best of all possible ways. Yay. Thank you. Very grateful. You know, I may have even seen you on dirty Twitter. No, I haven't seen you. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I am only kidding. But before we get anywhere, I want to wish you Happy National Panooch Day. Oh, oh, yay. Oh, my God. I didn't even know. I didn't know I should wear something for Panooch Day. Is it Panooch or is it Panooche? I don't know. That, I don't know. It does, it's like a tomato tomato. Do, but do you know what a Panooch is? Not at all. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I say Panooch and you say Panooche. And I hey. forgot to turn off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's Madonna calling. Oh my God. Um, no, those are the minions and my um, text message uh, alert and they call me a bottom and then laugh. They're, they're terrible. <laughs> oh, you're too much. I love it. <laughs> so a panooch or a panooche is a fudge-like candy made from brown sugar, butter, butter, uh -huh. and milk using no flavorings except vanilla. I think I've had this. You know when you go into the fudge shops in like those summer towns and you yeah. see like the really, really, really light colored fudge? It looks like caramel. Yes. That's panooch or panooche. Oh, oh my God. That and an Aperol spritz right now would be like summertime bliss. Oh my God. It would be a sugar overload. I'm not a huge sweets person. Are you a huge sweets person? Um, I am totally a sweets person. I used to not be, but my husband, um, we've been together for over 13 years. And when we first started dating, um, I would cook him meals because he doesn't cook at all. And then he would say halfway through the meal, dessert time. And I'd be like, wait, what? We didn't have any food. And then oh, you yeah. take off your pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, not that kind of dessert. Um, like the cake dessert. And then yeah. um, he would, um, and then so I started to like incorporate more dessert. So now like literally I crave sweets immediately. Like as soon as we have first bite, I'm ready for like a cupcake. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm a chocolate guy, but if I'm, it's either one or the other for me. Like if I'm drinking, yeah. then I'm drinking the calories. But if I'm only eating, then like bring on the dessert, you know? <laughs> awesome, awesome. That, uh, that's the way it is. So yeah, panooch, panooch fudge or panooch day. I, I'm here for it. Happy, happy National Panooch Day. Yay! <laughs> it's my new favorite holiday. <laughs> yeah, I, what does one wear? for Panooch Day? Oh, God. Like a Lady Gaga chocolate dress. Uh, uh, that you'd have to like, that is self-cooling so it just doesn't melt? Yes, it's like it's it's like the, the chocolate that they put around the ice cream when you were a kid that like- was Oh yeah, hard shell, magic thing. shell. And then Panooch is all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to move on to something uh, that I do always on the pod, calling uh, the spirit of our LGBTQ voices of the past and sometimes present. And today I really uh, want to celebrate on this day in our gay history. It's more like this week, past two weeks in our history. Um, yeah. Shout out to Valentino Sampaio, who becomes, who just became the first Sports Illustrated uh, trans model. 
Oh my God, it's so amazing, isn't it? We've come so far, especially for for that, for Sports Illustrated, no less, where there yeah. are populations, not even for gay people. It's like guys who like yeah. to play sports. Yeah, like just like hyper-masculine and, and, you know, like not very, very like well educated in the trans world and what that means and like so and I um I heard this story and I was like I need to talk about this for a hot second because you know um I don't talk about our trans sisters a lot on this podcast just because I haven't found you know um someone of that world in in the culinary realm you know and I've I am sure you are out there. Come on the pod, talk to me. Let's <laughs> celebrate you, you know? Panuche, so, but, too. I can't even say it right. Panuche, Panuche. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is going to be a thing the whole time. Yes, <laughs> the, the green room time. should have it all the time. <laughs> Just for you, Valentina Sampaio. Um, oh, shout out to you. Um, you are gorgeous. You are gorgeous. And if you haven't seen her out there, uh, in your mouth listeners, go buy a copy just to celebrate her. You know, we have to support each other, right? We are a family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really thought it was important to kind of bring um, the this day in gay history uh, to to that focus, you know? It's so amazing. We it's 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 happy to see like sunshine on a cloudy day. There's so much going on in the world that's negative and all of these people fighting with each other over hatred and trying to find their place in the world. And then Sports Illustrated of all places, um, super masculine, like you said, boom, there we go. And like so it just shows you that there's hope in the world and that we're still moving forward even when um other things are moving backwards. Yeah, I I mean it's inspiring. Yeah, it's inspiring and we have a long way to go, but yes. it's it's definitely definitely inspiring. You know what else is inspiring? What? Your journey. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> not not on Sports Illustrated, but but I but yes. What would you I, I'm curious about this culinary journey because um we were in a joint meeting uh, the other day. Um related to something completely different, yes. you know, and you said you have a day job, but you, this is also what looks like a full-time job for you. Like where, where is the middle ground? How do you find time for it all? So many questions. Yeah. So like, um, you know, so um, my thing that you'll see me, if you watch me on TV, you see me say um, all, all of the places, especially the morning shows want me to say chiropractor by day and food blogger at night. I love to crack and chop. That's like the line that that they ask me to say all the time. So, but it is really true. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm cracking during the day and at night I'm chopping. So um, I try to like just schedule myself out as much as I can because otherwise I'm a complete mess. So like I, I schedule out like, you know, Tuesdays, I'm going to film something and um Saturdays and Sundays I'm going to cook for my husband and we're going to figure out what's you know what works best and things of that nature but mostly I just think of something and I crave lasagna or I'll crave something and then I'll come home really tired from my, from my day because I love my job so all my energy goes into it and then I come home and I'm like man there is no way I'm boiling pasta and there's no way I'm making sauce from scratch what can I do to still get that um those carbs and and still make my thing so then that's where I come up with like hacks like frozen ravioli instead of lasagna noodles and you know things like that so yeah I kind of just balance it that way that's uh, that's really amazing and let's uh, let's unpack that a minute because um (laughs) only if it's Gucci 
Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Chiropractor by day, married to a millionaire. No, no. Um, <laughs> next Food Network star. There comes the money and the Gucci, honey. <laughs> I had Gucci almost instead of burgers. Burgers first, but close. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, not that I'm supporting buying knockoffs, but. <laughs> oh, no. Knockoffs work too, as long as no one knows what they are. Yes, right. And I, I mean, that's a whole nother that's yeah. a whole nother road we don't want to go down no, to i always trouble. say it's good enough for samantha on um sex in the city it's good enough for me right yeah uh, amen yeah amen yeah. um but no so i because i'm very very similar in that way that i do i'm running amok, the hustle is real <laughs> doing eight million things a day and finding time to feed your cravings, right? But yeah. I find it really, really interesting that you've sort of adjusted into a space of like food hacks, uh, you know? Yeah. Using what you're, and for example, using the the frozen ravioli as lasagna, like where does that inspiration come from? How does that, how does that like, how do you get from like lasagna to using frozen ravioli? <laughs> it just kind of happens, honestly, because I get obsessed. Like, so food to me is life. Growing up, this is what you did. You ate to be happy. You ate when you were sad. You ate, you know, when you were drunk. So like, you know, food is like life. So like, I would just be, you know, you know, you you work work like crazy too. So like, you, at the end of the day, when I'd be craving something, I won't give up. Just like in, I always say in my thing, never give up. Never give up on your lasagna. Because like, you know, so then it would just come like, oh, I wonder if I did this. Well, lasagna is frozen. Like, I mean, ravioli is frozen and I do that. Or like, I have another one that's called lasagna soup. I'm like, I wonder if the noodles would boil into the tomato sauce if I put it into a pot. And you just try it. And then sometimes it works and sometimes um, it's like a carb mess. But just like life. Life sometimes is messy and you learn from your mistakes and, and that kind of happens. So like, I'll literally probably at like seven in the morning start thinking about whatever it is I want for dinner. And then it will morph into, oh, I'm going to make it from scratch just like Julie Childs. And by like two o'clock after I've eaten my lunch and I'm like, there's no way I'm making this from scratch. I start like Googling and figuring out what is am I going to do to still have this. I love that. You never give up on your lasagna. Yes. <laughs> 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 that needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> yes, that needs to be a t-shirt and the title of this podcast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now, did the lasagna soup work? Yes. Oh my God. It's so good. And you know what the best part about it is? I take like half um, spicy Italian sausage, half sweet Italian sausage with some pepperoni and I um, fry it up. And then I pour cans of tomato sauce and sometimes just um, marinara in there with a little water. And then you drop the noodles in there. Um, somebody's um, going to cry from this because I actually break up the noodles first um, so that they fit into the pot, but that's it. And then it, it, it's like, less than 20 minutes and it's amazing and it's like a soup yeah it's a soup with pasta noodles running through it delicious uh, well i'm gonna link out everything at the end of this oh, pod so so that everyone can find everything um i want to know because there there seems to be and because i've done a little bit of research and whatnot there seems to be a really really inspirational positive spin um that that comes with all the cooking that that it's almost cooking with a message. 
Yeah. You know, where does, where, where does that come from? So I believe in life, you always have to have a why. Actually, there's a book that in that mastermind group that we're both on about the power of the why or something that I really love. I've been reading it. Um, But I always believe in anything you're going to do in life, you have to do it with a mission or you have to have a why or a belief system behind it. And I always think to myself, well, if I'm going to do this and it's all about my life and I'm busy all day, right? And you're serving other people no matter what you do, whether you're a chiropractor or a waiter or, you know, whatever it is you are, um, you're serving other people, an actor, you're serving them for happiness, right? So when you get home, everyone has to cook. Everyone has to eat dinner, right? So why not, if you're super busy like I am or like you are, or I'm sure some of the people listening are, why not use the kitchen as your place of Zen and gratitude? So it's kind of like I love Soul Cycle. So it's combining Soul Cycle with Soul Cycle was so great because it was like made spinning fun. It made it about gratitude and thankfulness. And I don't like to work out. I'd much rather be eating a pizza. So it was it was kind of like the combo of the two. And I'm like, as I'm stirring my my soup, I'm thinking about what I'm grateful for. For, for the day, because um, most New Yorkers who are listening to this or anybody, moms in, in general, anybody is like, we don't have that much time. We get home from work, we eat dinner and we have two hours. So while we're working, while we're cooking, why don't we just use that time to, to find our happiness? So I, I love feel, that. Yeah. I, lo- I absolutely love that. Continue. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that was it. That was it. That was, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, using the kitchen as a place of Zen and gratitude. Yes. Like process that y'all like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cause let, let me tell you something here. Um, cause we, we don't know each other. Like, so we're not super, super familiar with each other. We have right. met in your, in your mouth listeners. Um, we met at actually the New York, uh, wine and food festival. Yeah. For food network for uh, Food Network because you were there cook, uh, serving out with um, uh, cutie Chris Valdez. Yeah, he's Sh- so awesome. I love him. Shout out to you. Um, when are you coming on the pod? Oh, I'll get him to come on the podcast for sure. <laughs> come on the pod, Chris Valdez. But we <laughs> met, we met, and it's so funny how Wait, the world... Can I interrupt you now? Can you give him a really hard culinary um, day? Make sure it's on a day where it's something, he's a genius with culinary stuff, but I want him to not know what the foodie thing he is too, because he's a trained chef. So yeah. I want to be able to make fun of him afterwards. Yeah, of course. Okay. I'll, a good I'll, day. Fi- I'll figure it out. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll make, and if not, I'll just make it up. Okay, good. We don't have to tell anyone. Because I feel like all these days are made up anyway. <laughs> well, I like my day though now. <laughs> But so we met at New York uh, Wine and Food Festival, right? Had a moment there, kikied, laugh, right? I went on my way, they went on their way, right? Didn't think anything of it. Month, months, months later, right? That was almost no, a year, year later. A year later, it was, la- it was last year's food, Wine and Food Festival. Yeah, yeah, it's almost a year. Wow. Um, Charles Chen, who was just on the pod, kind of... Uh, came on the pod, and then the next, uh, the day after he came on the pod, connected Jason and I all over again. And then once I looked, I was like, "Wait a minute, this guy looks familiar." And then uh, when we were message, when we were messaging each other, I noticed there was all these stories with him and Chris in them, and I was like, "Oh my god, we've met!" It's yeah. So it's so it's so weird how like the universe works, and how you never know when you're just gonna interweave and cross paths again. 
And I remember you for real. You guys were so fun. Um, yeah, and so okay. drunk at some point. <laughs> well, that's okay. We were a little drunk too. So we were serving food to everybody. It was my first time being in the actual food and wine festival. For, for me, it was like Chris invited me, said, Do you want to do it with me? And I'm like, Yeah, absolutely. I was like, So it was like one of my dreams come true. So it was like a dream moment. So I was like, extra enthusiastic and people were coming up taking food so anyone would come up and talk to us i was like ready to go but you guys made our day you were so fun um so after like there's hundreds of people were serving right so like you, you guys were like the rainbow in the crowd yeah well that's what we were trying to be that's what we were <laughs> trying to bring i i bought um friend to the pod john chacon with me as like my assistant for the day yeah um so shout out to you too out there Hi. um Yes. But yeah, I told him, okay, this needs to be like an hour and a half of work. And then we can like drink and eat our way, really drink and eat our way through this. And we hit yeah. it hard. We hit it hard, but that was fun. But so fine. Now we have some, uh, in your mouth listeners, now we have some background um, <laughs> between me and Jason, but going back to the Zen and gratitude, right? Yeah. I started uh, my first blog in 2009, right? Because I didn't see people like I didn't see myself represented in the food world right the yeah. other the other thing was is that I was doing a bunch of regional theater a bunch of touring this and that and I was forever cooking and the entire cast all the cast were like where'd you learn how to do this how do you know how to do this and I was like how do you not know how to do this right 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 I was like how are you like what are you going to do if there's no takeout or delivery? You got to feed yourself somehow, <laughs> right. right? And don't you want it to be good? Yeah. And so there was this uh, idea that like cooking was terrible and cooking was hard and like not joyous. So taking that moment of like using Zen and gratitude in the kitchen, I love too, because I was, I was starting from a place of, you know, the joy of cooking, you know, making it easy. It's really not that, it's really not, as complicated as it seems, this can be a lot of fun, you know? So let's put a song to it. Let's dance around the kitchen. Let's do that. But taking it to a whole next, another level of Zen and gratitude as like you stir the pot and like, you're just thinking of what you're grateful for the day. And like, you know, not stressing out about making an entire lasagna and using something like frozen raviolis, No, you know? I mean, why would you anyway? Because your life is life is stressful enough, right? Life's going to bring us things that we can't control and make life the way it is. And like, why do we go and eat dinner, right? It's not just because it's a task. Anyone who says I eat because I have to is lying, right? You know, um, we eat because it nourishes our body and it nourishes our souls and has all of these awesome messages of our childhood. Every time you eat Chinese food, when I was a kid, um, my mom would have Chinese takeout every Sunday. That was our family meal. So, you know, when I make something in there that's like um, a, a Asian food of some sort, I think about my mom and how grateful I was to have those moments and things like that. So it's it's a positive place, the kitchen, and you don't need to make um, like 12,000 steps in order to have an awesome dinner. So like, and everyone's got to be there anyway. So why not? why not have fun? Yeah, uh, I I completely agree, and I love that. I love that memory you just shared too, yeah. because um, you know I have uh, severe gay body dysmorphia, so I am not eating. <laughs> so I am I am not eating like the Puerto Rican food that I grew up with, right? Because the, there's a high fat content, right? Not to say that I deprive myself, but I'm you know, I'm making things like zucchini noodles and turkey bolognese, right? So I, right. it kind of tastes 
like pasta, but I'm not really <laughs> eating pasta and so on and so forth. But it's those meals. Like it's everything. I always say everything ha- is centered around food. Everything always happens around food. Every major, every major catastrophe, every major life moment, everything you can draw back to like a food moment or remember that moment via a food like lens. Sure, sure. You know? Now you have me thinking mofongo in my head, by the way. That's all I want now is um, now that you just started talking about um, about food from your childhood. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. So you live in uh, New York City now though, yes? I do, yes. So when we're allowed back out, like fully back out, and so yeah. and we open up the quarantine bubbles, I'll have to take you up to uh, Coochie Fritos on 116th Street. Yes, please. They have, and I know this place. Between Lex and Third, it's been there for a million years. Yeah. Um, they have the best mofongo. It's like a like luncheonette style. Oh Delicious. My oh my God, please, please. Yes. See, I hold me to it because I've oh been dying to go. I've been dying to go. Well, listen, in your mouth pod listeners, I think now is a great time to <laughs> take Jason to my favorite part. And your favorite part of this podcast, a little bit of food news update. Food news. Food news. Ooh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News update. After a month-long pause, some airlines are resuming alcohol services on flights. Amen. <laughs> How are they going to do it? Because you got to take off your mask and you're supposed to be in your mask <laughs> on the plane. And everywhere but here is a mess. Oh my God, yes. I mean, granted, I love getting like, a, you know, a little turned up on the airplane, <laughs> especially if it's a long flight, because then like you start listening to music and you're giving like a little shoulder shake or you're like really into the movie. Yeah. But like, how are you going to do that? Oh, I mean, okay. I don't know. This is according to delish.com. You know, um, well through June and most of July, you know, multiple airlines have put a halt on alcohol and snack services in response to safety concerns during the, uh, you know, due to, due to the ongoing pandemic. Now Delta and United Airlines are bringing back those services on certain flights. You know, all trips greater than 500 miles for first-class passengers only, boo. The alcohol (laughs) service includes single-serve red and white wine, Heineken Miller Lite, Sweetwater 420, Sweetwater IPA, um, and this is according to the Delta website. The drinks will be served uh, on trays to limit person-to-person contact. Hmm. But, all right, this is problematic already. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Why Why do only the first-class passengers get it? All right, because they pay triple the amount of money for it. But since they have this wide seat, shouldn't everyone else get it since we're all packed in like sardines? Yeah, that. And what's to say that once they take off their mask, we're not going to get coronavirus? No, no. Unless you get one of those masks where you can soak the alcohol into the mask um, and keep like it a, on. A cheesecloth, a, yes. a cheesecloth mask. You can strain <laughs> a soup. You can strain alcohol. And it's on the plane. Who's going to care anyway? Everyone's nervous right? to begin with. 
exactly. No, they sell these masks now that have a hole, like a little grommet for a straw on the side, not in the front. Oh. Like, so you're drinking out of the side of your mouth, and then there's a flap that covers it. Oh. Right? Yeah. And I've seen some of the mask makers out there. Thank you to all the mask makers out there keeping us safe and yeah. um, trying to keep us healthy, by the by, that um, include some of those uh, metal straws with a little rubber on the end. So when the metal straw goes in, it seals the rest of the hole. Wow, look at that innovation. So you can drink alcohol, I love it. Right? Yeah, That's the it's only, only way. Alcohol. Not for juice. Yes. No, I mean, no. is there any other drink? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, everyone wear your mask. I'm just gonna say that as we're talking about this, I don't yeah. care where you're from, um, wear your mask um, because everyone um, needs to be safe, whether you believe it or you don't believe it, just wear it. I'm a mask yeah. police, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah. well, there there are many of them out there, honey. There are Instagrams got a uh, um, dedicated called like the Fire Island COVID police and oh, they man. are out there. Yeah. You, you can know? be fabulous with a mask. You can, you know, you can get yeah. fabulous masks. Listen, just follow the rules, y'all. Yeah. Follow the rules. Right. I don't know if I'm here for this Delta thing, right? But we're going to see what happens, folks. We're going to see what happens. I'm just going to drink on the ground. Hallmark Channel launches Christmas theme wine collection. Oh. Isn't that exciting? I I am excited, but I'm not ready for Christmas yet. A Christmas themed wine collection. I mean, it is Christmas in July. It's the holiday season. (laughs) Okay. I love it. If I can wear a Santa outfit while I drink the wine, walking down um, 10th Avenue. Well, you know what? And then you could have a beard mask on. Yes. So you're fine (laughs) because the beard covers you. You're going to sweat like you're going to sweat like nobody's business. You won't notice if you drink all the wine. Uh, True. You know what? (laughs) Touche. Touche. Amen. (laughs) Well, as we all know, um, the Hallmark Channel uh, always gives us all the Candace Cameron Bure movies for Christmas, right? And others. But they're launching a collection that consists of two new vintage wines, which will undoubtedly put you in a festive mood from the first <laughs> sip. Thank you, Us Food. This is Us Weekly's food section, by the by. Wow, if you I didn't know they have one. I'm surprised you haven't been on it. Oh my God. And I love the, what is it, the 12 day, 52 days of Christmas, whatever, whenever that starts on the Hallmark yeah. Channel, I'm in. Right. So, the first wine is Jingle. It's called Jingle. And it's a full-bodied premium Cabernet Sauvignon from 2018 with aromas of cherry, dark chocolate, and a hint of holiday spice. Mmm. Mmm, right? That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds like something you buy at not a good liquor store. But it sounds <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a cheap wine kind of drinker. You I yeah. You ask me. No one can ask me on television uh, what what wine is about. I'm like I don't know if it comes in the can. I'm good. I have um I have had the pleasure of starting my hospitality career in one of the uh, best wine restaurants in the city that shall remain unnamed. Yeah. Um, but they have a major wine like the most major wine seller. And so I, um, sometimes I'm a little snooty about my wine, but only specific things, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a 12 to $15 bottle guy myself. Yeah. You know, 
you can find good stuff at 12 to 15. Oh my God, delicious go. stuff, right? So Jingle is the red. Joy, on the other hand, is a crisp and refreshing Savion Blanc from 2019 that has notes of tropical fruits, white peach and ripe pineapple. Oh my God, it sounds like pina colada. Right. <laughs> Oh my God. And I want to drink all of these wines now. I don't care. I, I am here to tell you, these wines are my new wine cellar. Well, you know what? Maybe because you're a celebrity, we can get them. We can get Hallmark to send us some and we can, you, we can come back on uh-huh. the pod and do a full, or you know what? We'll do a YouTube, you and me, of just sitting there side by side because hopefully we'll be able to be together yes. again. Right? And just getting getting smashed. Right. Oh my God, that would be awesome. I want to, but we, in order to try the full wine, you have to have the full experience. So with the can, movies on. Yes, with the movies on and Santa hats. Yes, definitely, yes. definitely. Well, you know what? We may be actually able to um, do that because they made this wine announcement, but they're not releasing the wines uh, till um, Christmas. All right, I can wait. So they gave us a teaser. Right. And so maybe by then we will make a Hallmark co- contact and we're going to get this done. We're yes. going to get. All right. This. Anyone out there from Hallmark, we want to get smashed with chocolate cherry wine and pina colada flavored wine now. From the 7 Eleven. It's from the 7 Eleven. I'm going to make pigs <laughs> in the blankets to go along with it. Everything bagel pigs in the blankets. It'll be a true Goldstein Christmas. <laughs> oh. Vegan wholesale retailer Vegco is expanding to more of the U.S. later this summer. Have you heard of Vegco? No, no. So, so Vegco is like the Costco for vegans. Oh. So they're only um, located in Hawaii right now, but they're thinking about because it's been so popular that they're of expanding out into, you know, major cities in the U.S. and making vegan products, more, which will make vegan products more accessible and more affordable to people. Okay, I love this. I'm sorry. I like steak for breakfast, but I also love vegan food. And um, I love the jackfruit craze. I love to put barbecue sauce with the jackfruit. Um, it definitely tastes like pulled pork. And I love by Chloe, which is in the city. And actually, um, you, my husband will not eat anything unless there's meat on top of it, 100%. And he will eat by Chloe's burgers. So I'm all about it. I'm on to, I'm not a vegan, but I, vegan is food just like anything else. And I'm in it. Yeah, I keep eating my words on this podcast. Cause like a few podcasts ago, I was like, I forget what I was talking about, but vegans. And I was like, oh, it's so hard and so <laughs> expensive. And ugh. And I was like, I love you, my vegan friends. But I was just like, ugh, it's so hard. They <laughs> protest me every time I put bacon on my thing. It's like, or fish. Sometimes they'll say, leave fish in the sea. Like on, like if I'll post a salmon recipe, but I still love you guys. Um, oh, you get vegan hate? I do, I do. It's a, that's when you know you made it oh. in the blog world. When people start protesting your recipes and stuff. Oh, I'm no. like, well, they protest my recipes. I want them to leave the fish in the sea. Yes, keep doing it. <laughs> I'm here for you vegans out there as well. Yeah. I just, I also said on that podcast, like somebody educate me a little bit more because I went vegan for about like a week and a half. And I was just like, oh, this is like, this is not easy. But I, 
ever since I said it, something else comes out that's like, look how easy we're making this. Look how easy this is. Look how accessible this is. So mm-hmm. you know what? I am I am being proved wrong today I'm on this make, pod. I'm going to make you something vegan to go with our Hallmark wines. Yes, I am. I, you know what? I'm here for it. Vegan pigs in a blanket. Why not? No, no, no. That's not happening. That's that's a sin in my family. Um, the pigs in the blanket have to be real. Hebrew natural. Yes. But oh, the, yeah, but the um, but we'll make you a vegan side. Yes, yes, yes. Fine. You make the vegan side and the Hebrew national um, <laughs> pigs in a blanket. And I make these buffalo chicken pretzel balls. Oh, that sounds so good. The salty and the sweet and the yep. spicy. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think there's a great way to end a little bit of food news update. <laughs> <laughs> are, you fe- are you are you feeling just like empowered by that food news i always ask everybody yes i feel like i've been educated more by your news than i am by the real news <laughs> i i um i feel like i this is the happiest news i've heard in a long time and now i'm literally gonna look for for i'm not joking for the hallmark wine to show up it's showing up on my blog just so you know when this happens um, it will. You have to include me on this because oh, we. All sure. right, we are on a Hallmark wine mission. I don't know why I'm so obsessed, but I'm like a kid in Christmas. I can't wait. I'm staring, waiting for Santa to come in. That's it. Well, now we gotta insert that little um sound bite. Why are you so obsessed with me? A little, <laughs> a little Mariah. Yes, I love Mariah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, speaking of good news, right? Because this is. This is why I kind of tell this news for the most part, because it's good and it's really, really interesting and it's a break from the other news, yeah. right? Because that's a that's some heavy news. I wasn't actually planning on talking about this with you, but did you hear the story of this um, this nursing home, that uh, this retirement home that put out a call to action for people to send... Um, become pen pals with their residents because oh, they were heard about where you make a phone call right no 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 no. you become pe- old school pen pals old school old school like know. pen and paper pen pals hold on i have the article i totes have this article because i wanted to save it because i really want to do this and i haven't had a moment but um the yeah victorian senior care launched a pen pal letter writing initiative on behalf of their residents to help combat loneliness because these residents have been quarantined more i mean we've been quarantined but these people are like confined to like their rooms yeah absolutely yeah. you know they can't even be in the common areas and so this place is in north carolina and they posted a ton of photos like it started to kind of take off and so they posted a ton of photos with their residents holding signs um, that are saying, hi, I'm Jackie. Uh, will you be my pen pal? Or Barbara in search of pen pal. She loves church and word search, coloring and reading. Oh my God. You know? that's awesome. So it's like kind of like the personal ads for like pen pals. It's Craigslist um, for, oh. for old people. <laughs> Not that kind of Craigslist. No, no, they got no, rid no, of no, that. No, no. Okay, all right. <laughs> Show them on. Um, you, um, first of all, I need you to email me that because I totally want to do that. I totally want to do it too. They uh, Apparently, yeah. they've been getting a lot of letters and people will send them some things. And what a great, what a great, you talk about some good news, you know? Yeah. 
You know what I always ask people when I see them for the first time or I talk to them for the first time? I'll say to them, not like, I at first ask you, obviously, how are you feeling? Is your family okay? Is everyone safe? Everyone's good. And then after we've done that, I said to them, tell me what is something that you learned from coronavirus, especially if you live in New York, because we're still sort of quarantined um, compared to the rest of the country. Um, what is something that you've learned that was positive that you're going to take into your life when um, quarantine is over? Like, what is something that 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 you that you learned from there? And it's really cool to hear people's answers to those things because it's fascinating. Um, because, like, honestly, tragedy teaches you a lot of things to change your life for good. Yeah. 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 All right. Come on, Brene, Brene Brown. Yeah, <laughs> with the inspiration. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what did I learn during quarantine? If we're going to ask, yes, I learned. Please that I'm not a good crafter and that no one should ever let me touch a spray paint can. Oh no. Ever. <laughs> Did you paint the walls? No, I painted my walls before, but not spray paint, right? Um, <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I was never a graffiti artist. No, I tried to do some stained glass, faux stained glass spray paint. It's a, it's a hot mess, but you oh, know what? No. I've left it up as, cause when the light is off, it's kind of cute. And if you don't look too close, but right. um, as a constant, <laughs> as a con yeah, it's a Monet. As a yeah. constant reminder of like this really, really funny moment that I had. Yeah. Of just trying to, trying to like, I'm going to learn something. I'm going to, right. And it's like, it just didn't work out. And like, not everything's perfect. You know, no. not everything has to be perfect. Like, you know, the imperfections of things actually make things pretty perfect, you know? Yeah. And, and it rained a storm uh, uh, of heck out there. I don't even want to say the word because it was pretty crazy, yeah. especially in New York City. And look, um, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, um, you're stronger than you thought you were going to be for the most part. And we, we overcome. Um, you overcome a lot of things, you know? Um, just to bring it back to the Sports Illustrated, who would have thought that this would be what we'd be talking about um, 10 years ago? That wouldn't yeah. have happened. Like, no. so I learned though that I am not a baker and I learned that I can buy ingredients from Trader Joe's with a mask on for banana bread, but not make it. <laughs> like, I never made it. The bananas went bad on the cat, uh, um, in the kitchen because. I just soared so much on Instagram. I believed in myself, but I believed I'm a better orderer of pastries than I am of, of making it. Well, I will, I will impart this little piece of advice to you. Um, I am, I live in 120 square feet in Times Square, right? Wow. I live in a, in a closet here. And so I have a half fridge, like it's one of those fat half fridges. Yeah. And so my, um, when we were like, I've been to the grocery store more now than way back then because I was right. ordering groceries, so on and so forth. But I was ordering for two weeks at a time, trying to, and I would have to separate things into little baggies. Like every last chicken cutlet went into it because there's no room. So like I had to like squash things and figure things out and take things out of packaging and repackage them, right? Not great for the environment, but better to keep me safe in this and keep the fridge well stocked. Yeah. One thing I started doing is buying bananas and leaving them on the windowsill till, because um, we grew up eating like really, really ripe bananas. Like the, that banana had to be black if we didn't eat it you know, wow. in our household because they were just so sweet. So, you know, let them get really ripe and you just break them up and put them into like single Ziplocs, like a banana and a half. And I make nice cream now all the time. Yeah, 
the, the, the it's all that's vegan. Yeah, nice yeah. cream. Yeah, you freeze it, right? Are we talking about the thing you freeze and you put in the Yeah, so then it's yeah, it's just like a banana and a, a frozen, a very ripe frozen banana and a half, right? That you don't even have to chop up. You break up with your fingers, put it in, make sure it doesn't get squashed in the freezer, bada bing, bada boom. Throw <laughs> that in there. Um, a heaping tablespoon of almond butter or peanut butter. The almond butter works better, right? So as far as consistency goes, the peanut butter, right, maybe tastier. But if you get that Justin's almond butter with the maple, mm, delicious. Mm -hmm. Keeping that and then a little cocoa powder, right? Right? A a, a tiny splash of vanilla, maybe a a splash of like almond, uh, you know, I've been drinking hazelnut milk lately. (laughs) I love it. So that, you pulse it, let let the banana sweat a little, pulse it, comes out like soft serve, like chocolate, delicious soft serve. And it's not, it's not crazy banana. You don't like, if something happens in that pro- uh, process that you really don't taste crazy banana. Yeah, it's so good. And you can even do like frozen fruit, like frozen yeah. um, strawberries with the banana and you make strawberry ice cream. And yep, I do that all the time too. Oh, it's so good. It's like, it's, and it's great. See, you are vegan inside. And you didn't even know it. Here, the, the king <laughs> of bacon burgers is promoting your veganness. Oh my God. Even yourself. Come out. My, of my, come out. Come right out. now on this show. Don't hide yourself. <laughs> come on. Are, are we having a coming out party as me yeah. as vegan? I'm still taking pictures of the blankets, though. <laughs> and I'm still eating them. Yeah. You amen. know? <laughs> amen. Amen. If you had to choose, like, the most joyous part, because I talk a lot about joy. Mm. Um, on this podcast and finding joy, finding joy through sadness, finding joy through the madness, finding joy through joy and taking those moments. And, you know, there's a lot going on in the world. Holy Hannah, right? Finding joy (laughs) through, you know, watching this crazy news happen and whatnot, right? And taking Mm -hmm. those moments. If you had to find or define a joyous moment in your culinary career thus far, what what would you say that would be? Ironically, the most joyous experience was the most saddest experience, which is amazing, which is exactly how I live my life, um, is that I was really sad about something, and I don't even know what the heck I was sad about anymore. It was years ago, like really upset. And I'm a happy guy all the time, for the most part. I never get sad, obviously, and mad, but, you know, I'm, I'm generally inside marshmallows and ice cream, you know? Um, but um, I was so upset about something, and my husband, who wasn't my husband at the time, just my boyfriend at the time, he was staring, we were watching TV, and he's the he's the most amazing guy ever. Um, I lucked out. I actually met him in New York at a bar in New York city. So anyone who wants to meet someone in a bar, um, 13 years and wow. Wow. My track record isn't that good at therapy. Have you ever been to therapy? Yeah. Have I ever been to therapy? (laughs) They used used to call me the mayor of hell's kitchen at one point. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Mr. Mayor, Uh, (laughs) mayor emeritus, all I do or all I, all I, all my duties are now is to shake hands and kiss babies. <laughs> I like that. But more like wave from afar. Yes, no, no, no shaking hands right now. No. So so I was like really sad and almost like fate. Um, Rachel Ray comes on the TV and it's for the next um, um, great American cookbook author. You couldn't be on anything, which I never, I wasn't on at all. I didn't even have, knew that this was going to happen, where, where I, my journey was to take me. And you, could, you couldn't be a professional chef. You couldn't have got to culinary school. So he's like, we're doing this because 
everything we talked about even in the beginning, I've been doing anyway. Like, you know, I'd be exhausted and I, I'd Google and figure out, make up my own recipes. So he's like, you definitely can do this. So he took out his phone and um, we filmed it and we sent it in. And from there, I made it up to the top 10 and I had 30 recipes. And I was like, what am I gonna do with this now? And, and Tom was like, you should start a blog. And I was like, who's gonna watch, read my blog besides you and my mother? And, um, but what happened is, is obviously from there, I got on the Food Network and all these great things. And the thing is, is that was amazing about that, which I always think back when anything, I hit a roadblocks in anything, even when I was on Food Network and I didn't win the show, you know, it was my dream. I watched every single episode since I was a little kid of that show. I always think to myself, from the darkness, something great is going to happen. And like, I don't even remember what I was sad about anymore all these years later. So it obviously wasn't as important as it needed to be. But from that bloomed such an, my dreams came true. And it may not have come true on that day, but I started walking up that mountain of success. And like, it just was quite amazing. So like, to me, that is my favorite thing. That is my go-to on a bad day. Um, that story. Don't worry, because from dirt comes flowers. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I always, I, uh, my podcast listeners may be tired of me saying this, but I always say that we as LGBTQ people are like our stories matter. Um, and the goal of the pod was to highlight uh, people in our community doing amazing things, right? People who aren't, you know, um, Billy Porter or like they're doing amazing things. He's doing incredible things. Yeah. I love me some Billy Porter. <laughs> you know, I'm certainly not putting him down, but you know, normal people, like yeah. normal people, because you never know who's listening, you know, somebody, somebody a little bit more reachable, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And you're doing amazing things, honestly, because we're not represented in the culinary world very much. You know, you're there, but you're not really there. Like, you know what I mean? There's no nope. like, and, and even if you are there, just like our friend Charles was saying, when it came to the coming out, I told my coming out story on Instagram and I did it. I never even thought to do it, but he's like, you should really do it. Cause someone's got to be listening or a parent's got to be listening. And just to hear them say like, yes, I love my kid. and I don't know how to tell them. And the things that we're saying. So like what you're doing here is, is helping people realize that, um, it's there, there's a great life out there and there's somebody who's got to be listening right now. Who's, you know, not in a happy surrounding like you are and me, I am in New York city where it's very accepting and knows that there's hope out there and there. And so you're bringing that to people, especially by highlighting our community. So it's awesome. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Listen, I'm about to, I'm about to build a big queer cooking army, right? <laughs> right. And we're, and we're just going to do it ourselves. That's, that's, that's really what needs to happen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> At this point, we right sisters like the Eurythmics, like the Eurythmics once said, sisters doing it for themselves. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh my God! I was gonna, I was gonna close out, but you mentioned your coming out story, and we didn't really get there. But do, would you mind sharing? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So, um, you know, I always, I started out the coming out story with, you know, how I knew I was gay because, you know, that's the most controversial part that's out there in the news and stuff like that. Like, so I just said, I remember being a kid, a really young kid sitting in my Aunt Ruthie's couch that you sunk into in New Jersey. And I'm staring at all the moms and dads and going, I don't want that. And they're getting a 
pit in my stomach sort of thought about, oh my God, something's wrong with that, right? You know, there was nothing wrong with that. But, you know, when you're a kid, and especially when I grew up, um, young, but not that young, um, there weren't a lot of gay people. There was no Ellen and, and things like that. So, and then I remember from that moment knowing I needed to hide that, but not knowing what that was until I was older. And um, so when I got to, you know, when you got, when I got to college, I met my fam and everyone, and I, and I felt like I could come out. And then I was driving home with my mom from Maryland, my sister lives in Maryland, um, and one day, and she turned to me crying, and I'm like, oh, God, here we go, you know, my mother. Um, she was like, and she was like, you know, I know um, you're gay. And I'm like, I, you do? What do you mean? And she goes, I just know, and it's okay, and I love you. And I was like, and, you know, that was the beginning a four-hour traffic ride. Oh my God. But, um, but it was great. And like, you know, she, she just wants me to be happy and stuff. And of course she was concerned, like all mothers are going to be concerned about things they don't understand because she didn't know any gay people. But like, you know, um, it was amazing and it was good. And it was almost like a New York City building came off my um, shoulders. But just to think, I was so afraid to tell someone who you know, never gave me any cues not to. So that really was my coming out story. And honestly, even though I came out to friends until that moment, I didn't um, really fully come out. Yeah, I mean, my mother was the last person I came out to as well. And there's yeah. that, there's, um, I like that you said it felt like this building came off your shoulders because she never gave you any indication not to tell her. But I feel like there's this inherent fear yeah. Right, this inherent fear that you don't know what's going to happen, yeah. right? And so, are you prepared for that? Are you prepared to walk out? Like I was prepared to walk out the door, right? right. My mother gave me no inclination that that was going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> and my yeah. mother loves me to death, but I was like, okay, there's there's a bag packed, and we're going. Yeah, you know. And sadly, and so, some people don't have the opportunity of love no, from others like that. But no. you find the best part about the gay community is you find family regardless. Because we're yes. all went through that. We all, if, even if you come from now, um, you know, where it's more open, you're all, we all have to hide ourselves into where it is. Um, and that's why it's so important for Sports Illustrated to do things like this for people. Holy full circle. See that, yeah. Yeah, holy full circle. Because we were just talking like, 40 minutes ago. Um, I've lost track of time a little here, but, <laughs> but no, it's been great because uh, the conversation has been so good um, that like we were just saying, we are family. Uh, you know? Oh, we got to stop. Cause I don't have, I don't have the money, no, the rights. <laughs> <laughs> just don't say happy birthday. I think that's all right. That's nor, nor, nor a morning television spot uh, at this uh, point. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. you, have no, you have no idea. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking Yay. time out of your very, very, very busy schedule for my big gay podcast. Yay. All right. I am so appreciative of you uh, coming to share your story, share your your joy, share your Zen and generosity um, with me personally and my listeners. Um, that's really, really special. So thank you very much. Uh, let the let the kids know where they can find you, where they can read about lasagna soup, please. <laughs> and I'll link it out, but let them know if they're like, 
chomping at the bit here. Sure. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm super grateful. And um, I was so excited about this because, you know, just being on a gay podcast um, makes me feel so good and so proud um, to get to talk about this stuff. And I want everyone out there who is listening, who is struggling to know you matter and who you are is exactly who you should be. Even if, and if things don't go the way my coming out story or, or anyone's does, you're still, there's people out there who still love you and go to chophappy.com um, for my fun stuff. And I'm super, super grateful. Thank you for having me. So that's chophappy.com. And your Instagram is also at chophappy. Um, your Twitter is at, do you have a Twitter? At, I, don't, I do. I don't use it very much, but it's at chophappy. All right. All right. Oh, because that's the dirty Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My husband's we'll talk- listening to this. He's going to be like, what's, what's dirty Twitter? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I will. De- he can come on screen once we hang up. And uh, <laughs> stop. That, that's the late night show. The unrecorded one. Um, party. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you once again, Jason. This has been so grateful, uh, so great and amazing just to sit here and talk with you and hear your story. And out there, you know, it's midsummer. Hopefully you're staying cool. Hopefully you're socially distant at a beach. Hopefully you're healthy and happy. Uh, Go to Jason's website for some food hacks. Maybe that'll bring you some joy. Um, I know it already It already does for me. And with that, I'm just going to say thank you all for listening to In You Mouth. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.